You're listening to WHTT Speaks Out. Each week, Chuck Carlson and members of We Hold These Truths look into events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media. And we analyze these events to get free and periodic updates to this program and our other interesting programs. Be sure to enter your email address in the subscribe to WHTT box on the right side of our website, whtt.org. And now, ready, set, let the sparks fly. In today's WHTT Speaks Out, we're going to talk about a, a, I think, a kind of a curious article. It appeared in a periodical website called Braybart.com, and I would describe it as a sensational-type site with a neocon bent, if you will. And the title of the article is Eric Prince, Because Europe Can't Deal with Radical Islam, Slaughter of Christians Will Continue. Now, to refresh people's memory, Eric Prince was the founder and president of Blackwater that was the security agency, if you will, mercenaries is the proper term, that were employed in Iraq war there. And a lot of controversy was swelling around the company. A number of the employees were indicted. Last year, there were four of the Blackwater guards that were sentenced in shooting 31 unarmed civilians. One of them got life, and the three other ones got 30-year sentences. But, of course, the big news to all this, the people in our government that created the war, they have not been charged and are free. So this is not taking away from what kind of criminal activity was done by Blackwater and so forth. And Eric Prince actually sold the company in 2010, and now he has a, another security company by the name of Frontier Services Group. And so anyway, this is a, an article that he's very concerned about the Christians in the Middle East. And it's interesting, I'll just back up a little bit, they weren't really too concerned about the Christians in Iraq. We all know, anybody that's actually studied the issue, that we were lied to by our government about getting into war in Iraq. There were no weapons of mass destruction. There was no al-Qaeda connection with Saddam Hussein in Iraq. There were about a million Christians in Iraq, and they were protected under the dictatorship of Saddam Hussein. So with the war, though, I we don't know exactly, but we know there were a lot of refugees, uh, displacement internally, uh, millions of people, Iraqis, over a million Iraqis have died since the first Gulf War in 1991. So there has been a lot of havoc wreaked on the country of Iraq. And now here in this article in Braveheart, Eric Prince is really concerned about Christians being uh, slaughtered by radical Islam. Chuck? Okay, well, the reason we're doing this story is because uh, we followed the career of Eric Prince uh, for a long time. He was a Navy SEAL, and he was the first really super professional killer hired by our government openly as a giant mercenary firm 
the billions that were paid to uh, Blackwater uh, were literally billions. There were several multi-billion, um, one or two billion dollar contracts. It was, these were really big contracts that made this guy incredibly wealthy. And we don't know how much he sold it for because it was a private concern. Uh, he was known as a being, he was considered as being Christian. His biography says that he was a Roman Catholic Christian and with a Christian history, and he went to Hillsdale College in Michigan. What leads us to do this story is that we want to think about what happens to our soul when we become warriors, and uh, we, we want to take review how this man, Eric Prince, who's become a billionaire, as a, we, we we're sure, a billionaire as a warrior and as a mercenary, without apology, characterizes other people who he has just killed or is about to kill. Justification is the characterization of those we're about to kill. Some of us remember that this happened during World War II with the Japanese, the hated, ugly, subhuman Japanese. We must always subhumanize our enemies, especially if we're the ones who are guilty of invading them. And this was the case in Iraq. We basically invaded them, and justification was carried out as we went along but in the case of Eric Prince, we're going to kind of get a, an idea of the callousness of the professional warrior toward life. In all due respect for people who uh, were caught up in this and had to serve there and made mistakes and maybe were killed. Uh, nevertheless, we need to think about this as we face the possibility of our next big war, which is always just around the corner as long as we have this war-making society that we live in. And uh, we see this in the presence of professional lawyers like Eric Prince. So let's read a few of the things that uh, Eric Prince said in this uh, interview and then discuss them. Okay, now here he said, without adequate legal protection in much of the Middle East, Prince said Christian communities are being crushed between the, quote, plate tectonics, unquote, of the Sunni-Shia civil war he noted that most secular leaders in the Middle East are preoccupied with staying in power and keeping their borders intact. So the last thing on their minds are Christians. Okay, Tom, now let's talk about this in a minute. This is a common characterization that we're going to see every day in the press as long as we're in the Middle East. And there has to be an excuse for us being there, and there has to be a, an answer to why these people are so bad. And here a prince is picked on the one that's used all the time, and that's the characterizations of Sunnis versus Shiite Muslims as being dead set on killing each other at all times, as though all they have in their minds is trying to annihilate the other tribe. This was never true of American Indians, the tribes of Indians. People are too busy trying to make a living. But it's very convenient to just blame it on the Shiites versus the Sunnis. In fact, Shiites and Sunnis, as we meet them in the United States, in our mosques here, are kind of like Catholics and Protestants. And quite often, one of them will characterize the other one as being, they're the Protestants of our faith, or they're the Catholics of our faith. Uh, we've had occasions where we've given speeches in a Sunni mosque and didn't know whether it was Sunni or Shiite, and have them tell us, we've hooked you up to do a speech in two hours in the Shiite mosque. We'll have one of our kids drive you over there. We had this happen in Detroit, and then the kids that went there stayed on and sat on in the, uh, in, the, in, in the Shiite mosque when I made my presentation there. I couldn't tell the difference between the two mosques, and I thought both people were 
equally kind and friendly and generous. So the idea of Shiites and Sunnis being blood enemies that go around trying to kill each other is convenient propaganda. Here it is in Eric Prince's justification for why we have to have war with these people. Their civil war is constantly catching up and, and causing all of this uh, trouble and havoc. Well, of course, Chuck, you know, this has caused the creation of this supposed conflict between Sunni and Shias. A lot of it is a reaction to what the United States and the Western powers have done in the Middle East through our wars, wars in Iraq and Afghanistan and now in Syria, that they've caused so much strife there in the area that, yes, Christians are suffering just as Muslims are that are being caught in the middle of all this. So once again, we see the effect of blowback here that Mr. Prince seems to be ignoring. There's no indication from this article that he puts any blame on the United States for having any culpability in this matter. Or, of course, upon himself. And this, yes. is the, our, this is our nature, is to justify what we have just done, especially if we took a lot of money for it. He goes on to say, and you have that now in the Middle East between the Sunnis and the Shiite Islam, a radical Islam from both of those sects. Hate Christians, hate Judaism, hate any other organized religion, and attack it without limit. This is his characteristic. Of, so he, he turns this all into a bloody religious war. And, of course, never pointing out that they didn't invade us, we invaded them. Did anybody from Iraq invade anybody from the United States? No. This is why we always have to justify our actions is because we have been, in the Middle East, the constant invader. Prince goes on, besieged Christians not to expect much help from the nominal Christian nations of the Western world, particularly under the current U.S. administration. So now he's picking on the current uh, Democrat administration, obviously he likes the other party, and uh, he says that uh, Christians in these countries can't expect much help from us because we just ignore them. Selectively, Christians are being slaughtered, he's telling us. Here's how he puts it. Quote, it is direct, selective Christian slaughter, end quote. Prince said of the attack, such as the El Shabaab, raid in Nigeria University at Garish, uh, where 147 people were killed. Well, we heard something about a slaughter of people in Garisha, in Nigeria, but was this a direct selective Christian slaughter? I wonder if you go back and look into it, if it was not more of a tribal thing, uh, as most of those black African affairs are. Uh, but uh, he conveniently points to that and says this was selective Christian slaughter, as those 147 people in Nigeria, University of Garisha, were all Christians. Well, this sounds familiar, Chuck, just like what we discovered, you discovered actually in Sudan a number of years ago, where supposedly the Islamic government was mistreating and selling Christian slaves in the South, which was a greatly distorted story that actually got a lot of money generated for church organizations to uh, free the slaves and so forth. And we've got some interesting stories on our website about what happened in Sudan. That's a good digression because we now find out that Eric Prince is operating in South Sudan. 
And what happened in Sudan is that it was one country. A revolution was whipped up. It was blamed upon the Christians of the South being persecuted by the Muslims of the North, which was untrue. It ended up being actually a division over where the oil was. Oil was in the South. And in the end, pressure was put on the Sudanese government. And in order to, to save their necks, the Sudanese government finally ended up ceding southern Sudan to a, a revolutionary tribe that came in from, from uh, neighboring Nigeria, I think, if memory serves me. But in any case, Sudan ended up being a divided country. And uh, now Eric Prince, in his new company, is busy providing security to the government of South Sudan. That's literally a new country, South Sudan. And back here in this article a little while ago, he was actually talking about the Islamic persecution in Sudan. So it's all very convenient in the course of business to be able to blame it all on the uh, religion of the people. Here's a particular odious quote from him. According to the story here, he said radical Islam is, quote, not out to win intellectual debate or a debate of faith. It is, you believe what I believe, or I'm going to cut your head off. It is that absolute, unquote. And so we see, yes, there are radical Islamists like ISIS, what we're seeing that are doing some of these things, but it certainly doesn't represent the 1.8 billion Muslims, a very, very, very tiny fraction. And so they blow this out, and it's kind of a guilt by association, and it feeds this fear and loathing of Muslims that we have here in the country. And is exactly the reason that we pointed out a long time ago that we have this necessary to vilify Islam in order to start the series of wars that we've carried out against Islamic countries. The American people require an excuse. They simply they need somebody to tell them, and tell me again, why is it that we are in Iraq? Oh, on account of the Muslims. Oh, okay, now I remember. And why are we in Syria? Oh, yeah, they have Muslims too. Uh-huh, and what about Sudan? Oh, they're really Muslims. They're all black, but they're black Muslims, but they're still Muslims. So that's, that's why we divided Sudan, is it? Oh, I see. It's because of the Muslims and, of course, their persecution of Christians. This is our constant excuse that we wrote about almost uh, 15 years ago when we started We Hold These Truths with a story entitled Attacking Islam. And in it, we talked about this very thing, vilifying Muslims in order to carry out an agenda of regime change all over the Middle East. A regime change expert and agent is what we're talking about tonight. Eric Prince, a hired hand in the regime change business. Well, Chuck, I'll, I'll correct you there. It was actually uh, 1994, so it was 22 years ago that you wrote that okay. groundbreaking article attacking Islam. And that's available at our website for anyone that would be interested. Obviously, I looked at it now, it looks like it's simplistic. I, we know a lot more than we did then. But it was interesting that it was functioning then, and you could define it at that time clearly. It was there. Prince warned, this is another quote, that Islamists, quote, do understand the importance of striking fatal blows against Christianity and other faith traditions in their past. Hardy Christian communities that survived the militant, atheistic, totalitarian horrors of the 20th century 
are threatened with extinction by radical Islam in the 21st century, end quote. I was just looking at that portion right there as you were reading it, and uh, you know, just throughout this entire article, there's just, it's, it's like uh, going to extremes in every area, phenomenalizing every little thing that, uh, you know, to, to make his points. He's, he's saying Christians are threatened with extinction. The Christian communities are threatened with extinctions. <laughs> he's going to some real extremes just to make his point. And, uh, you know, even it says he quotes scripture right after that. The gates of hell are blowing hot right now against Christian communities. And uh, it's, uh, I think it's just, he's being extremist in his in his writing just to inflame tensions. And if you read this from that standpoint of how he's writing it, you think, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. You know, but then you look at into the facts behind it, and it's not anywhere near threatened with extinction that Christians aren't communities aren't going to be extinct and uh you know like you said it's a very small portion of islam doing these actions and he makes it sound like like it's the entire muslim nation is going to uh, exterminate the christians so it's it's very well uh written to to inflame emotions it's an emotional article really very much so yes i'd like to say that there is a lesson in all of this for those of us who do feel that we are trying to follow Jesus and the followers of Christ need to think about, do we allow our hearts to be hardened to where we justify our acts because of mistakes we've made? I don't think Eric Prince seems to think he's made mistakes. I think he thinks everything he's done is fine. And if he does think that, he's not letting it out in this story. He's justifying all the way. But he did run a killer operation they were blamed with dozens of these, these killing situations where they simply shot down people and got away with it in a war zone in Iraq. And the reason they got hit very hard on this one incident is because they had had so many. And they finally, some, somebody paid a price for it. But Eric Prince obviously hasn't paid his price. I want to close this with a prayer that uh, I heard recently from a guy I respect. And uh, I just happened to listen closely, and, and this prayer is so appropriate. He said this, Father, help us to see the true you in the character, in the nature of Jesus Christ. Help us to get rid of any other impressions of God except those revealed through Jesus Christ. Let us be people of resurrection, people of hope, people of peace. So this is the thought that I would like to convey to Eric Prince, if he would listen to me, I'd like to ask him if he would be comfortable with this prayer. Great. Well, thank you, Chuck, and thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Just we remind you, give peace a try and choose life, not war. Thanks for listening. If you like this program, please let your friends know about it and our other thought-provoking podcasts. And be sure to visit our website, whtt.org, for a wealth of information on Christian Zionism and other critical issues that we face. Also, at whtt.org, you can watch for free our award-winning documentary film, Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1. Join us in our efforts to wake the town and tell the people. Start small. Think big, 
and press on towards the straight gate. 